Hey everybody, this is Luke over at Skies and Beyond Radio, and this is the first ever episode, or episode of the Skies and Beyond podcast. Uh, this is going to be a series pretty much going on a weekly basis. We'll be, I'll be posting on uh, Wednesdays, so today's Tuesday currently, and uh, right now we'll be posting it tonight for Wednesday, doing like a once a week podcast just to kind of go over what's going on in the world of aviation, plane spotting, uh, tips and tricks. We'll be answering questions. Um, maybe down the road we'll have some special guests. I'm hoping to do some interviews with a few people and we'll go from there. Uh, so this is kind of just really more of like a relaxed kind of state of uh, podcast, I guess you can say. Something you can listen to in the car on the way to work or on the way home from work or maybe in school when you have a break from class or pretty much anywhere that you guys want to listen to this podcast. Um, so we're going to just jump right into it. I'll give you a little bit of a background. Um, I've been doing aviation photography now for about four years. I started, oh man, I can't even honestly remember how long ago I started. Um, it was roughly about four years ago, but I guess when I really got serious about it was when I was at my home airport in Manchester, and I was... I think I was there just sitting, watching planes. I remember I used to always enjoy doing photography. And I thought to myself, man, this is this is something that I really enjoy. And maybe I can actually, you know, share my experiences with others. And I started taking pictures. I had an old camera. I think it was a Nikon D3500 at the time. And I remember pulling that camera out, snapping some pictures, and I mean, I look back on my photos now, and I just kind of scratch my head and go, what was I thinking? Like, what in the world was I even trying to do? I mean, I look at photos, they were cropped incorrectly, they were backlit, they were taken with terrible conditions, we're talking low light, um, in the rain, in the snow, Um, there's a few pictures that I just have of my feet, um, I didn't even realize I was shooting at the ground. So those are all, you know, kind of embarrassing moments over time. But I think over the long stretch of time, I started figuring out what I wanted to do with my photography. And it wasn't until, I think, um, i say like four years ago that I realized, oh, Instagram, you know, it's a photo platform. Now, there's a big debate about that, and, uh, you know, with TikTok being big and then Instagram trying to compete with TikTok, you know, the reels have really come into the, you know, the picture and so much, not so much as the, say, photography aspect. Now, that's not to say don't post photos to Instagram because I'm a strong believer that Instagram should be based off of the foundations as we've known from for a long time now as a photo sharing platform. Now you can take that with a grain of salt and you can either use that as a strength or a weakness or whatever you want to do. You can still post reels. I post reels. I still post reels to this day. Uh, I post reels mostly to keep engaged um, and kind of, I try to keep with the current trends, so to speak. 
Um, there were some questions I know I had about reels and so on and so forth in regards to Instagram. And I was kind of thinking about saving that for a different, say, podcast, maybe another week. Um, I don't know if you guys would be into that, understanding how to post reels um, and when to post them, what to use, what not to use, and so on and so forth. But anyways, enough of that. So I started posting my photos on Instagram, like I said, about four, three, four years ago. I think it was about three or four years ago. And um, it kind of blossomed from there. I had a lot of um, people that I followed. I think I started out with maybe 100 followers. Most of them were family and friends. And I kind of sprouted from there. And what happened was I started looking at other people's pages. Uh, I started looking and searching for plane spotting in general. And that's where I kind of picked up the idea of like, oh, other people do this as well. This isn't, I'm not the only one. So in a sense, I'm thinking I'm the only nerd in the world that's has a camera at the airport and is just aiming it at air, airplanes and taking pictures. But there was a really large community about based behind it. So I think, honestly, I, I couldn't even tell you what accounts I followed first. I know I was following all the big accounts like American Airlines and so on and so forth. But nevertheless, I... Um, I kept at it and I started to figure out what I wanted to do with my account and how I wanted to portray my photos from that point on. Um, I will say my biggest and most contributing factor to my photography was actually YouTube. So a lot of people don't understand it uh, or may not understand, but YouTube is a very powerful tool that can utilize a lot of things that you're looking to do. If I don't know how to fix a sink, I go to YouTube. If I don't know how to change the oil on my car, I go to YouTube. If I need to figure out financial planning or something like that, I go to YouTube or I call my CPA. Well, it's probably a better option. But nevertheless, I YouTubed a lot of things. I YouTubed how to use my camera, what settings to use, um, kind of like how to um, frame my photos and so on and so forth. And then I also utilized people in the aviation community, in the plane spotting community for, per se, to um, get some insight and some feedback into what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, years went by, months went by, and then I started gaining followers. I started seeing different trends. I started paying attention to other people's accounts and so on and so forth. Um, and then of course, jet photos came into the mixture. I remember meeting, um, another fellow plane spotter and he was posting on jet photos and I was like, Oh, that's the same photos that are on flight radar. And I was like, that's really cool. I really want to do this. And I think I posted, I, th I do remember going to Boston, being in Boston for the first time and seeing an Emirates triple seven landing on. I want to say it was 3-3 left. I can't remember if that was the right one. But I was over, where was I? I was at, uh, I think it was, it's the island. Deer Is it Deer Island? Um, someone's going to correct me on that, but nevertheless. And I remember snapping these pictures, and I was like, I'm going to go home and submit this to Jet Photos. And I submitted it, and I saw the tick mark for hot photo. And I thought to myself, I think this is a hot photo. This is definitely a hot photo. I think it's pretty hot. So I ticked it, and then, of course, it was rejected right away. Not so much for the idea that it wasn't a hot photo, 
but more so because it was backlit. It was just it was just a terrible picture. I wish I had saved that picture, but I didn't have that chance. Um, and it took me a long time to realize what Jet Photos wanted, how they wanted their photos framed and composed, and the lighting aspects and so on and so forth. And I think I finally picked it up after about two to three months. And I think when I first got my first acceptance was a Wiggins Airways. It was a um, it was a Cessna 208. It was a Grand Caravan. It's 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 operated has FedEx markings on it, but it's operated by Wiggins. And that was my first jet photo. I think that's a look back now. But I think the other one was also a FedEx 767 that um, I pretty much, you know, I think it was on it was on rotating on one seven, so I got really lucky. And I remember submitting it, and actually, you know, two weeks later, because you know we always love the cues, the cue lengths. But about two weeks later, um, when the photo was accepted, I was really you know excited, and you know, over time, you figure out the ideas of what Jet Photos wants. Everyone wants to submit to Jet Photos. I think currently there's 23,000 photos in the queue, which for, for one, it, it it's fine, but you know, it does take a while. I usually submit my photos now. I have to submit some tonight, and then I just let it sit, and I just wait and wait and wait, and in, in the meantime, I'll submit to planespotters.net, or I'll submit to airliners.net, or some other kind of aviation photo database, and that's pretty much where I go from there. So, um, I think, uh, over time, you know, we all learn from our mistakes and from how we take photos and we look at them and it's a matter of how you see your photos, the feedback that you get from people and then utilizing that feedback when you go out to shoot the next time. Um, if I've had people send me messages and say, how's this photo? And I'll be completely brutally honest with them and I'll say, it's, it's great. You know, I really, I think it's great that you're plane spotting and you want your my brutal honest opinion i will tell you right now it is backlit you've cut off half the aircraft and honestly it's not going to be appealing or eye-catching to the person liking the photo say for example on instagram um now that might seem harsh and i'm not trying to be harsh but most people want you know honesty when i'm you know they're asking about their photos and in all reality what it comes down to is Say, for example, Instagram, you know, the accounts that get the, a lot of likes or the most attention or draw, we're looking at either very, very, very skilled editors that are working on their shots. There's a few accounts out there that are just phenomenal. Or, in an essence, you're looking at, you know, photos that are well lit, you know, they're extremely detailed, or so on and so forth. So, if you take a photo and it's overcast and you don't have the greatest lighting and you know maybe not the sharpest photo you might get a few likes here and there but you know you really want to stand out in the crowd you really want your photos to pop i mean when i repost someone's shot on my story it's because that photo caught my eye and you know you have to really do your best to pretty much you know catch the people's eyes you want the attention of others on instagram per se now i will backtrack a little bit and i will say this it's not all about likes it's not all about followers and it's not all about 
how many people are engaging in your posts. Plain spotting alone is about just enjoying the moment. You know, a lot of people, before people use cameras, and it still exists out there, there's plain spotters that literally just have a notebook and a pen or a pencil, and they're marking down every registration that they see. And to, for them, that's great. You know, that's what they really enjoy. But it's about the experience of being out there. Now, fast forwarding a little bit back to the way I shoot, I've become extremely, extremely picky over time with how I shoot, with, you know, the, my conditions that I use, with, you know, a couple different other aspects. And I just will not post anything other than what I have currently on my page. Um, primarily because that's just the way I shoot. Like, that's the way I feel is most eye-appealing to myself and to a lot of other people that like my photos. But always remember, though, do it for the fun um, aspect of it. Do it for yourself and do it to get outside. So plane spotting kind of became really big. Um, I remember in the beginning of COVID, there's a lot of kids and a lot of adults that just wanted to get out of the house. Like, get me out of here. I don't want to do anything else. I'm tired of looking at the four walls. And that's great. And I think it's really cool that people wanted to expand their horizons out there and do this. So going out to the airport with their camera or, you know, their phone and going to take pictures and see the different aircraft. I think that was, you know, a real big step in the expansion of say the plane spotting community. Cause it's actually been around for a long time, but with COVID and the isolation, I'm sure people wanted to get outside. And that was just a prime example of how it kind of took off. Um, but more so, I'm um, trying to not ramble too much. This is, like I said, this is a relaxed podcast. We, we most, I'm mostly just here to talk about you know, my experiences, but also to share your experiences as well. And I think uh, right now what we'll do is I have, uh, I'm going to take a slight break and I'm going to pop in an ad um, for uh, the airplane shop, which is one of my favorite places to buy Gemini Jets models as well as other models. And we're going to pause and I'm going to come back. And what we're going to do is we're going to answer a bunch of questions that I got on my Instagram page today. Uh, give out, give some shout outs to those people that um, posted those questions and, you know, kind of run through it and answer as many questions as I can. I like to keep these podcasts roughly within like, say, 20 to 30 minutes. But we're going to stop right here and um, I'll go over to the ad and we'll be back in a few seconds. Are you guys a fan of model airplanes or even a collector? If so, head over to my friends at the Airplane Shop and take a look around. They have some of the best selection of model aircraft from great companies such as Gemini, Hogan, InFlight 200, and others. It's where I shop all the time and I highly recommend them above anyone else. And remember, from now to the end of this month, make sure to use code SKIES10, that's S-K-I-E-S-1-0, at checkout for 10% off your order. This discount is only valid through the 30th of this month, September, so make sure you take advantage soon. All right, guys, and we are back and ready for some Q&A from Instagram. We're going to go through here. I'll look through my story. All right. All right, so the first, <laughs> we're not going to go with the first one. Let's backtrack a little bit. Um, this is from uh, Colum Chester Spotting over on Instagram. He asks, what is your favorite photo you've ever taken? And that one's a tough one. So it's, it's, it's really difficult to say. I've taken a lot of photos that I think are either my favorite or I feel like that are my favorite 
Um, I don't really have one. If I had to say any, my first ever aerial shoot when I captured the Spirit Airlines um, inaugural flight into Manchester, that was a really great photo. Um, the rotation shot of that was just phenomenal. The lighting was great. I mean, the weather was perfect. It was just one of those shots where it was really just kind of eye-catching. Um, a lot of people really enjoyed it. That photo alone is hanging not only in the director's office of the of uh, Fly Manchester uh, Airport, uh, but I think pretty sure it's also hanging in the Spirit Airlines headquarters, corporate office headquarters in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if they're in Fort Lauderdale or somewhere else, but. Um, the cool part about that photo was the fact that you could zoom in and you could see the first officer when on the rotation shot and he had these like yellow sunglasses that they were giving out like free spirit sunglasses um, for the first flight and he had them on and you can see it right through the window and it was just kind of a cool uh, you know thing to see you know from your perspective or my perspective in the helicopter um, to you know, look down and go, wow, you know, even the, this, the detail that you capture. Um, so I guess, you know, that was probably one of my favorites. I have a, a lot of favorites. Most of my recent aerial shoots, I've done some, you know, captured some photos that I really kind of just blew my own mind when after I took them. Um, but you really, to answer the question, I, I don't really have a favorite favorite except for that one. And I'm sure down the road, I'll, I'll figure out that I'll have another favorite. But thanks for the question. Um, we're going to move on to the next one. Um, this is uh, SLC Spotter Kevin, who also just won the uh, 50,000 follower giveaway. And you should be getting your model in the mail soon, my friend. Um, he said, uh, what got you into aviation photography? Um, boredom, I think. is. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know if boredom is, is the actual correct one. Um, I've always been a fan of aviation since I was little. I mean, my mother just recently sent me a text message with a picture of a of a necktie that she found, um, I think, in the basement somewhere. And it was, you know, probably when I was like seven or eight. And it was a small necktie that had, you know, airplanes and everything on it. And I've always been a fan of aviation. I think when I was little, I would find myself with my face pressed against the window um, on our family vacations or, you know, the flight, you know, it just always just amazed me. Um, not so much the idea of flying, but the idea that something so large and so heavy could get off the ground and take you from point A to point B in say three hours where it would take you three days to drive. For example, going from, um, New England down to, you know, the south, southernmost tip of Florida. So that was kind of um, always been a thing for me in my life and I've, I've kind of just carried it on and I thought to myself, what better way to capture something that I truly love, um, more so in the, uh, idea of still images, something you can constantly always look at and have memories for and so on and so forth. But, um, I think that just kind of carried on into the whole photography aspect But my aviation, my love of aviation has stretched for a long, long time. Um, but I appreciate the, the message there, Kevin, and the, the question, and um, we'll go on to the uh, next one. This is from uh, OMA Spotter Page, um, oh, a very good plane spotter from out in Omaha, Nebraska. This is, uh, I actually was in Omaha uh, 
I've lost track of time already, but I was there a few months ago. I was actually in Kansas City, um, and I was doing, I did a photo thing with the Jet, Te- Jet Midwest, Jet Test Midwest, Jet Midwest, something like that. Um, and uh, I was only a few hours away from Nebraska, and a couple spotters out there, and I promised that I would get out there and do some spotting with them, which I did. And I will say it is the longest two-hour ride in the flattest land I think I've ever seen in my life. Now, being from New England, everything we have here is hills, mountains, and valleys. And if you're not, if your emergency brake is not on, you're going to be rolling down the hill. So going from one extreme to the next was a little bit interesting. And it's not that I've never been to the Midwest in the past, but more so it was just kind of like a culture shock to me. But anyways, um, off to her um, question. And the, the question comes in the form of um, any tips on how to perform successful spotting trips, especially as a solo traveler. Uh, there's so there's a lot of tips, and I think this question, we're going to just fast forward a little bit because there's someone else asked the same question. Yes, uh, not the captain 102 on Instagram also asked tips on planning spotting trips or maybe aerial trips. The aerial trips we'll get into uh, later, but the... Uh, tips on you know successful spotting trips now it depends on your idea of successful um, like I said plane spotting is just about having fun and doing something interactive outside you know exploring somewhere new exploring new things you know seeing different types of aircraft and so on um, so it really kind of depends on your definition of a successful trip but I will say that um, the way I plan my trips uh, for example, I have a trip to Fort Lauderdale or South Florida coming up pretty soon. I think it's in November. And um, I'm still looking at the weather. But uh, I'll look two months ahead. I will look on um, AccuWeather. And I'll kind of bump ahead a couple months, figure out what days seem to be the best. And I will go from there. So if I find a few days, one or two or three days that are kind of like, you know, you have good weather, you can work with it. I would book the trip from there. One tip I will say that you should be doing when you um, book the flights, for, per se, I always take the um, protection plan or the protection plan with the airline. So if I had to cancel, I'll either get my money back or I can just get a credit because the weather can change at any point in time and no one wants to fly down to, say, Florida, and then all of a sudden you have three days of just crazy rain and you don't want to you won't want to take do any spotting down there so you've pretty much kind of just wasted three days um this also goes for day trips as well um a good example is going from boston to jfk um and doing plane spotting for the day you can fly down there and fly back in the same day you can get about a good six to seven hours of plane spotting but always checking the weather ahead of time um and making sure you have that trip protection on your um, flight. So if you do have to cancel, you can cancel, get your money back, or probably just you know reboot it to the next trip that you want to take. Um, I also look ahead and I figure out the airports that I'm going to. I'll go on spottersguide.net, I think it is, and I will look at spotting locations. I will also look at times of year to go. For example, this is a perfect example, Fort Lauderdale is great during the winter and it is not so great during the summer. You're looking at heat haze, um, 
high temperatures, uh, heat distortion, uh, thunderstorms, poor lighting. Um, but in the wintertime, it's great. You have less of a chance of you know bad storms or hurricanes and so on and so forth. So that's another thing to kind of like look at when you're looking at an, an airport. And if in all reality, say you want to fly down to Fort Lauderdale or you want to go to Dulles um, or Boston, you know, go on Instagram and just ask, find some spotters that spot in that area. Start looking up, you know, who spots there and just send them a message and say, hey, I'm, you know, want to come down and spot and, you know, at your, the airport and I want... You know, do you have any tips or tricks? You know, always just ask around. Uh, I recently did that on my trip to Chicago. Uh, had some great help from Kevin Cargo, who's a, a phenomenal photographer in Chicago. And he sent me this big email about how, you know, places to go, places not to go, and so on and so forth. So like I said, always check the weather. Plan a couple months out. Keep an eye on the weather. If it changes and you just last minute, like say within two weeks and you just don't feel like it's going to work out, cancel your trip. You know, Make sure you have the protection plan on your flights so you can get your money back or you can just bump your flight to a different one. And then um, always scout out the airport you're going to be spotting at. Um, some airports are friendly and some airports not so much. I will say when I was in the Midwest, not everyone likes people walking around with cameras. So make sure... <laughs> you uh, check out the area and maybe talk to a few spotters as well. But anyways, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Um, somebody asked if I can talk about the rise of Ita Airlines. Uh, I'm going to save that one for a future podcast because I don't want to kind of overrun this one. Um, we're already pushing the 30-minute mark. But since it being the first one, I thought I could stretch it just a little bit. But I will save that question for um, – that's uh, – KMSN plane spotter. We'll we'll bump that to another podcast down the road. Um, so sorry about that, but it's just that's a that's a good topic for a solo podcast by itself. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Spotting planes. Now, good friend of mine. Um, he asks, "What's your worst and best heli experience?" So when I do my aerial flights, what's my worst one? My best one. <laughs> Um, uh, my worst one by far was probably my first one over Boston. That was back in January, February, March. I think it was March or February, like sometime in there. It was during the winter time. Um, they were coming in on two seven and three three left. Uh, the tailwind was just really bad. I think we were looking at gusts of 17 plus and probably my second or second or third time in a helicopter. It just was not the best um, aerial spotting trip. I will say that. I don't have a weak stomach, especially when it comes to turbulence, but at the same time, it was just not good. Um, I didn't plan it out as well as I could have, uh, but that was probably my worst one. Uh, my favorite one to this date is... Um, I went up with a plane spotter from Europe, from Poland actually, and we met up down in uh, North Andover and we planned it out for months. I mean, this was probably like a three to four month plan and that's a lot of things that people don't understand. It's not just, hey, do you want to go up now? It, it takes a lot of planning. So I think one of the, this is the, my favorite by far was this last one or not the last one I just went on, but the one before that. Those are the ones with the 
Delta double Delta post where there was two, you know, the A33 departing and it caught the 767 underneath it. The probably one of my this goes back to the other one favorite photos um, of the American Airlines bank out over the wharf and the where the cargo containers were in South Boston or right off the excuse me right off the airport in Boston. Thought that was a lot of fun, but that was probably my favorite one. We had great weather. I mean, it was such a smooth ride. Um, the helicopter company that I use is just phenomenal. Um, but those are probably worst and best experiences. All right, we're going to move on to, um, I'm going to screw this username up so bad, I apologize. Um, it's FN underscore uh, Biliodu. Um, I apologize ahead of time. I don't know how to pronounce it. But they write, uh, does it ever get old seeing the same planes while spotting, for example, at MHT? Uh, this, is a, this is a 50-50 answer. Yes and no. So, I mean, I've spotted less at Manchester, um, primarily because I, I, I just work a lot and I don't always have the energy to wake up super early to get the cargo runs. Um, it doesn't get old seeing the same planes because, you know, I, I really enjoy the aircraft for what they're worth and the just the beauty of aviation. Um, I won't rush out to see planes or aircraft come into Manchester as much anymore unless it's something special. Uh, so yes and no, it, you know, happens, but I will occasionally go to Manchester, uh, just cause it's so close to where I live and I will try to capture what I can. And sometimes you get lucky, you know, you go there and there's three aircraft, they're using three, five, you know, they'll taxi right by you to, um, to the, to the runway. And sometimes you'll get aircraft that come in, they're hot photos they're not on jet photos. It's the perfect opportunity to get some more up there and, and you know increase your portfolio so you know it's kind of like a 50 50 it's a crapshoot you know sometimes it's great and sometimes eh, it's not so much but it doesn't really ever get old i just don't always rush to the airport anymore just to see a southwest landing because you know I, I guess you've seen one you've seen them all but at the same time if you're really that into it you know catching every registration is important to you then yeah i can see that but yeah it doesn't always get that old but thanks for the question um let's move on okay we did the tips on the planning spotting trips thanks to you not the captain uh, 102 that's i answered that a little while ago um and honestly there was uh louisiana afterburner asked how can i join um i'm assuming you mean joining the podcast as a uh interviewer or if you want to just join in and listen now i'm doing this is brand new to me so this is probably going to be a hit or miss and i have no idea how many people are actually going to listen to it or hear it but you know what it's for my own benefit as well and i really enjoy sharing my experiences um so that's pretty much all the questions that i got shot over on instagram that i can answer at this time but um you know i just want to kind of close out and i want to say you know i really appreciate all my followers and everyone that either you know likes my photos, shares my photos on Instagram, Jeff Photos, Planespotters.net, you know, and also on my website. And uh, you know, I just it means a lot to me, and it really encourages me to do things like this, where I can share the experiences and the tips and the tricks, or you know, just in general. You know, I really enjoy meeting new people. Um, I love when someone comes up to me at the airport, especially my home airport, and they're like, oh, you know, 
you know, this, you know, you take great shots, or I've met people that didn't even know I was, you know, say skies and beyond. They just thought I was just a random person taking photos. And then when they say, oh, do you have an Instagram? I tell them, they're like, oh, I already follow you. You know, I didn't know that was you. So it's kind of like, a, you know, it's a really cool experience. I really appreciate it. Um, but, um, you know, I want to just say to, you know, all the listeners out there, you know, never give up um, on photos. You know, never give up on your photography and your art form because it really is an art form. Um, never let people tell you how you should edit your photos. Um, if you ask my personal opinion, I will tell you how I feel it should be done, but never, um, you know, stray away from what you want to do. Always do it for yourself and don't do it for others. When you start doing, you know, say Instagram and you start posting and all you're looking for, you want, you know, oh, I didn't get enough likes this week or I didn't get enough followers. You know, when you start focusing on just yourself and the photos that you create, the followers, the likes, the shares, and the comments will come down the road. So never give up, like I said, on yourself and always just strive to do, you know, or take the best photos that you can take and always remember to try to learn. Um, I've probably said always and a bunch of different times. So at this point, I can see that I'm rambling. I really appreciate you guys listening in this week. Uh, We're going to come back next week. Next Wednesday, we'll be posting another uh, podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you know, send them my way on my Instagram. It's skies and beyond on Instagram. Make sure it's the right one. We had a couple phony accounts uh, after the giveaway. So make sure it's the one that has the 50,000 plus followers. (laughs) Or you can shoot over to my website. That's www.skiesandbeyond.com. Uh, I also have my Twitter, which is Skies and Beyond. Um, pretty much across the board is everything is the same. Um, but I appreciate you guys. You know, shoot me a message, an email, or you know, a direct message on Instagram. I'll be happy to answer any questions when I can and when I'm not working. And I uh, hope to hear from you guys. And uh, also look forward to the next podcast coming up next week. So thanks again. You guys have a great rest of your week. Happy spotting and enjoy. Yeah.